0: In the year 987 A.D., Vladimir of Kiev was the ruler over the Russian Empire. Vladimir was known as a violent man. He tortured his opponents, his enemies, those who opposed his rule. He was also known as quite a playboy. He kept a harem of over 800 concubines. In fact, one of the historians of his day called him Fornicator Maximus. But Vladimir was unhappy with this title, unhappy with his life. Up to this point, he had been a sponsor, a follower of traditional Slavic paganism. He had built temples, shrines, and statues to the gods. But he sought out, he investigated new religions for himself and those whom he served. To find the appropriate faith. He sent a delegation throughout the known land to study the major world religions. Islam, Judaism, Germanic paganism, and Christianity. This is what the delegates reported back. And remember, this was before political correctness. The Muslim worships in his temple, called a mosque, He bows, sits down, looks hither and thither like one possessed. There's no happiness among them, but instead only sorrow. They forbid alcohol and pork. Their religion is not good. We went among the Germans and saw them performing many ceremonies in their temples. But we beheld no glory there. Then we worshiped with the Christians. And we knew not whether we were in heaven or on earth. For on earth there is no such splendor or beauty. And we are at a loss how to describe it. We know that this God dwells among men. Heaven on earth is how they described it. It wasn't because of the beautiful buildings, the beautiful statues. It was about the holy scriptures that showed them the unadulterated truth and will of God it was about preaching god's gifts baptism the presence of christ so without even hearing the final decision of the emperor they concluded their report with this each person if he eats something sweet will not take something bitter afterwards so therefore we cannot remain any longer in paganism. Heaven on earth. Heaven on earth is wherever Jesus is. And throughout this Lenten season, it's been my prayer that we would discover that Jesus, every time we pray the Lord's Prayer, is taking us a journey to discover that he has brought heaven among us and that he's capturing us up according to his will and his ways to bring us to heaven. Luther explains it well. We join in the small catechism for the third petition, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. What does this mean? The good and gracious will of God is done even without our prayer. But we pray in this petition that it may be done among us also How is God's will done? God's will is done when he breaks and hinders every evil plan and purpose of the devil, the world, and our sinful nature, which do not want us to hallow God's name or let his kingdom come, and when he strengthens and keeps us firm in his word and faith until we die. This is his good and gracious will. At Concordia, Wisconsin, one of my professors showed, diagrammed the logic of the Lord's Prayer for us. We see how it begins with the heavenly realities of God, the triune God who has existed from all eternity and glory and splendor, and yet he desires to dwell among men down in the muck and the mire and the everyday mundane aspects of our lives and this creation. That's where he desires to meet us, in the world of bread. What doesn't come out very easily in an English translation is the prepositional phrase, on earth as it is in heaven, actually modifies or goes together with the first three petitions. So as we pray this prayer in the future, We should be thinking as we go slowly through it. Hallowed be thy name on earth as it is in heaven. And again, thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. We're praying that God's name and his kingdom, which come in and of themselves, as Luther says, that they would come among us, even though we are poor, miserable sinners. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. What is God's will? It is that the devil's plans and purposes would be broken and destroyed, and that we would be kept firm in God's word and in the faith all the days of our life. In the Lord's Prayer, we see that true faith, God's name, God's kingdom, God's will, we don't obtain these by reaching up to heaven but God brings them to us. We do not obtain to God's glory through our wisdom, through our strength, through our man-made towers of Babel, but God comes to us. Now, there are many days in which I would rather be in heaven. I would rather avoid the sorrows of this life, the trials of temptation, my personal sin and failure, But God has chosen, it is his will for each of us to be here, to be present in Mondovi, to be in your family, to serve. He has not promised uh, that it would be easy. And his word reveals that we will continue to battle with the consequences of sin at a deeply personal level. But here's the truth, dear friends, that God's holy name, his glorious kingdom, his loving will, it has been revealed to us. God's work is going out, the light of the gospel is going out through you, through this congregation, through your faith, through your words and your deeds. That's God's will. God's will is being accomplished in and through you. And that is despite, and we know this to be true, That Satan seeks to destroy us with despair. He seeks to rob us of our peace, of God's gifts, of the presence of Christ. But this Lent, we join with Christ saying, get behind us, Satan. We have no need, no room for toxic negativity. We need the peace of Christ. The Lord's prayer is in fact a map of the life of Christ. It shows us what kind of God we have. He's not a God who's turned his back on us, but one who's come to us to experience the entire gamut of the human life. Our Jesus, our Christ, our Lord, lived a life that was filled with trivial annoyances. He knew what it was like to have bad health. He had serious family division There was disputes among his disciples. He felt the cramps, the aches and pains of manual labor, and he knew what it was like to have a lack of money. Ultimately, this Jesus endured the horrors and the torture of the cross, the day of humiliation and evil. But all the while, to his dying breath, Jesus believed that it was worth it. It was worth all the suffering for you. He set his eyes on the cross because through the cross, which was his Father's will, he would win you. He would deal with our guilt so that he could take us away from the world of sin and death and bring us at last to the kingdom where his power and his glory will endure forever and ever. Amen. When Vladimir of Kiev came to know this Jesus, the love that went to the cross for his sake, it transformed him in every way. He Overnight, he came to live in monogamy. He gave up his harem. He uh, made sure that the women were taken care of. He urged his nation to pick up and stay in monogamous relationships. He gave up. He forbade the practice of torture in his lands. He was baptized. And he became known by the same historian as the man of repentance. Dear friends, may we be known as people of repentance May we see, may we reflect this Lent, how the gospel has transformed us. May we see the light and the peace it's given us, and may we pray daily that it would continue in our lives. The Father desires to give you the gifts of the Spirit. Therefore, let us run with perseverance the race set before us. Let us look to the author and perfecter of our faith, because this is his will, that you would taste of, see, glimpse, and know heaven, even on earth. And may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.